Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science. On Black Hole Radio. Assalamu alaikum. And welcome to what I hope to be a very interesting night here on Not So Mad Science on the Blog Talk Radio Network with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, coming to you live once again and as always from the city of Detroit, Motown, because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A. Does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. Tonight, dear brothers and sisters, I'm going to open with the theme of tonight's program. Since 1914, science has been making leaps and bounds. Social scientists, Religious scholars, philosophers have stated that the world as we once knew ended in 1914. (coughs) As mentioned in the book, man has begun, and I will say the original man has begun the most significant spiritual awakening in recorded history. The wisest say God is present in the world since that time. <coughs> Excuse me for one quick moment. I had the right moment. And science has advanced in ways that are beyond belief. Science that if used properly can move man forward in ways that we can't begin to imagine. These are greatest achievements of the human mind and spirit ever conceived. However, in many cases, science has been flipped upside down by the wickedly wise. From COVID to synthetic embryos, we will look ahead to changes that we must be aware of that are not in the best interest of humankind. Man, not kind of man, but man must be aware of and must know about so that we can save ourselves from an inevitable doom if we do not. To that end, as the train begins to approach,
um, I will, I will say this time, we're going to open up with a little bit of fan club. And the reason for that is the change is not going to come, but the change has come. It has been knocking at the door. So we're going to open up with two of my favorite people. Sam Cooke, followed by Mr. Daniel Davis. shared a game with my father. Played it every morning till I was three. He would knock, knock on my door and I'd pretend to be asleep till he got right next to the bed. Then I would get up and jump into his arms. Good morning, Papa. 
And my papa, he would tell me that he loved me. We shared a game, knock, knock, until that day when the knock never came. And my mama takes me on a ride past cornfields on this never-ending highway till we reach a place of high, rusty gates. A confused little boy, I enter the building carried in my mama's arms, knock, knock. We reach a room of windows and brown faces. Behind one of the windows sits my father. I jump out of my mama's arms and run joyously towards my papa's, only to be confronted by this window. I knock, knock, trying to break through the glass, trying to get to my father. I knock, knock, as my mama pulls me away before my papa even says a word. And for years, he has never said a word. And so 25 years later, I write these words for the little boy in me who still awaits his papa's knock. Papa, come home, because I miss you. Miss you waking me up in the morning and telling me you love me. Papa, come home because there's things I don't know, and I thought maybe you could teach me how to shave, how to dribble a ball, how to talk to a lady, how to walk like a man. Papa, come home because I decided a while back I want to be just like you, but I'm forgetting who you are. And 25 years later, a little boy cries, and so I write these words and try to heal and try to father myself, and I dream up a father who says the words my father did not, dear son. I'm sorry I never came home. For every lesson I failed to teach, hear these words. Shave in one direction with strong, deliberate strokes to avoid irritation. Dribble the page with the brilliance of your ballpoint pen. Walk like a god and your goddess will come to you. No longer will I be there to knock on your door, so you must learn to knock for yourself. Knock, knock down doors of racism and poverty that I could not. Knock, knock on doors of opportunity for the lost brilliance of the black men who crowd these cells. Knock, knock with diligence for the sake of your children. Knock, knock for me, for as long as you are free, these prison gates cannot contain my spirit. The best of me still lives in you. Not not with the knowledge that you are my son, but you are not my choices. Yes, we are our father's sons and daughters, but we are not their choices. For despite their absences, we are still here, still alive, still breathing, with the power to change this world, one little boy and girl at a time. Not not who's there? We are. <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Not So Mad Science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. <clears throat> Researchers, as I have recently learned, are you now using, we've all heard of genetically modified organisms with regard to food products. But did you know that there is a grade of mosquitoes out there that are genetically modified organisms, a genetically modified life form, a mosquito? The National Institute of Health, under the leadership of Dr. Anthony Fauci, funded a malaria vaccine using genetically modified mosquitoes to vaccinate the human being. You need not go to the doctor to get a shot, but you'll get bit by a bug. It was Dr. Michael Nevradakis, team of researchers at the University of Washington conducted the study, which was published in the Science Translational Medicine Journal. The name of that journal again? Science Translational Medicine Journal. 
the study involved 26 participants who received three to five jabs or bites from a small box containing 200 genetically modified mosquitoes over a 30-day period. Sonaria, a company funded in part, I get the twist there, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, as you all are aware, we've discussed it many a time here on Not So Mad Science, Not So Mad Science, that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's primary goal, its primary function, its primary purpose and drive in the world of science is global depopulation. We also learned here on Not So Mad Science that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded many a project to push the COVID vaccine to get people vaccinated. When your modus operandi is to cause the condition where about a third or more of the world population would be eliminated. So, they're funding a company that is closely connected to the research and the researchers involved in this trial study using gene editing technology that is individually personally promoted by Bill Gates. The trial used malaria-causing plasmodium mosquitoes that were genetically altered, modified, to avoid causing sickness in human beings, but to infect the participants with a minor version of malaria. Insufficient but enough to make the human create antibodies. On the surface, this sounds like good science. Come up with a way to alter the bug that causes malaria or is believed to be the cause of malaria. But in truth, you altered a natural process. Malaria is part of the natural process where sickle cell disease is involved. In Africa, malaria is not the huge big problem that you believe it to be. But it is for those who travel to Africa who not who are not indigenous to that part of the world who have issues with malaria. Thus, if you change the natural order by which these mosquitoes that carry malaria, that bite livestock, that bite wild animals, that bite people, that interchange these things, that you might alter something else that is dependent upon this malaria-causing bug. That is no longer there. 
because you have eliminated the natural order and submitted into the process a synthetic animal, a genetically altered insect by an institution whose mode of operation, whose primary focus is world depopulation. Dr. Sean Murphy, the lead author of the study, told NPR News, and I quote, we use the mosquitoes like they're 1,000 small flying syringes. Despite the publicly, the publicity generated by this study, results appear to have been mixed. Of the 14 trial participants exposed to malaria, seven. Now, wait a minute. 14 people were exposed. Seven contracted the disease in whole. For the remaining seven participants, the protection spurred by the vaccine did not last more than a few months and eventually dissipated. So we're batting 50% with a genetically modified organism identified as a mosquito. Half of the individuals in each vaccine group did not develop what is called P. falciparum infection. And a subset of these individuals was subjected to a second controlled human malaria infection six months later and again remained partially protected. I'm going to toss an idea into this mix here. They're trying to force the global population to take this damnable vaccine called COVID-19 vaccine from whatever company you want to get it from. Who's to say Technology of altering the natural order in a mosquito, which is known throughout the world as a pest bug, that they will not use these altered mosquitoes to overwhelm the natural population of mosquitoes on the planet and then disperse whatever they want through the mosquitoes, and we will then watch people die. Something to consider. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention here in the United States, infections caused by the P. falciparum are the most likely to progress to severe potential forms of malaria. Adverse reactions in trial participants reportedly were what one would expect after getting bit by hundreds of mosquitoes and nothing more. Well, what is the reaction if you get bit by over 100 mosquitoes at one particular time? The net result of that is severe swelling in the appendage that was bitten. And thus you develop a natural allergic response to a mosquito bite. 
which will result in severe swelling anytime you get bitten by a mosquito. For example, trial participant Carolina Reed told NPR News her entire forearm swelled and blistered. Despite, despite the study's mixed results, the researchers claim the results support further development of genetically attenuated sporozytes as potential malaria that researchers suggested several reasons for using live mosquitoes rather than a vaccine that could be delivered via a syringe, including that the use of live insects made sense as the P. falciparum parasite quickly matured inside the mosquito. In addition, the process of developing a version of the parasite that could be delivered via a syringe was described as costly and time-consuming. Before I go on, we are all aware that malaria is not a significant global problem, be it Africa, South America, the areas where malaria are most, where malaria is most prevalent or believed to be. It's not something that is beyond control. So why do we need to deliver a vaccine by bugs? A vaccine that I may not want in my body. A vaccine that I don't want to take. But you're forcing it upon me because it's delivered by a mosquito that will make no distinction. It's just there to bite because it smells blood. Nevertheless, to Dr. Murphy, the study will not be used for the mass vaccination of humans. However, <laughs> the researchers involved in the trial said they believe the approach that they use can eventually result in development of a substantially more effective malaria vaccine. Really? You don't think? that we comprehend and understand that if you're altering these insects, you've done so at great financial cost for a reason. And that reason is not to develop a better malaria vaccine. At present, only one malaria vaccine is in use. The RTSS vaccine produced by GlaxoSmithKline, was approved by the World Health Organization in October 21, but reportedly has an efficacy rate of only 30 to 40%. Again, that's in effect with people who, not, who are not indigenous to that part of the world who get malaria. People who live there don't suffer from that problem. They have a natural 
born in unity. Why? They're indigenous to that part of the world and went removed from that part of the world where their natural immunity to malaria existed. We had the advent of sickle cell disease, which was a natural barrier to malaria in environment infects the global activity of your actions. Leave the damn mosquitoes alone, Bill and Melinda Gates. You know what you're doing. Dr. Kirsten Like, a vaccine researcher at the University of Maryland, described the genetic use of a genetically modified live parasite as a vaccine as a total game changer, team of researchers went old school with this one. How can that be old school? I've never heard of a vaccine by bug before. Not in past, present, or recent history until today. All things old become new again, according to Dr. Likey. Our news. Dr. Likey, who was not involved in the genetically modified mosquito malaria trial, led phase one trials for the Pfizer BioNTech COVID 19 vaccine and also served as co investigator for the COVID 19 trials administered by Moderna and Novavax, and there we have the connection. Yeah, they're using it now, and they're testing it with malaria. The goal is to transfer this technology to COVID-19 vaccines. Therefore, you don't have to go to the hospital where it may be your choice. You don't have to go to your doctor where it may be your choice. You don't have to go to the local health clinic where it may be your choice to get a COVID vaccine. You will now be assaulted by insects and your choice is taken away. Parasitologist, a parasitologist, someone who works with parasites at the University of Washington and the Seattle Children's Research Institute who was one of the authors of the study, said that the approach described by Dr. Like is already being worked on by the team, adding that the team believes we can obviously do better. So now they have admitted that this research is being driven toward using it with COVID-19. Vaccination, however, according to Mr. Capps, Increasing production capabilities to scale up manufacturing will require a huge investment. So how many mosquitoes do you need to alter where it will become a naturally indigenous process that all mosquitoes will now deliver a forced usage of a vaccine that you do not want? 
So they won't be spraying the mosquitoes. They'll be altering mosquitoes when they spray so-called pesticides to get rid of them, spraying them to alter their genetic coding to carry a synthetic parasite that will, when they fly away and bite you, you are now exposed to something that you do not want. The research team said that the vaccine developed from this process will eventually be administered via syringes in order to administer a more accurate dosage. Well, who the hell is to know how many times they're going to get bit by a mosquito? You don't know. Can I be overexposed? Can I be in an area where there's standing water and mosquito activity is extremely high, like on a football field, where there are so many mosquitoes flying around during the game, you can get bit 15 to different 20 times and be exposed to something that you don't want. There's no control. So then again, it's Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is looking for global depopulation as a matter from the diaphragm. It was meant to be. They're going to make sure that their money is there so that these scientists can develop it and they can take advantage of it. According to Dr. Light, the use of a slightly more mature version of the genetically modified parasite in the mosquito used during this trial could better equip the human body to prepare an immune response. There's a misuse of terminology here. We learned several weeks ago from the inventors of the process that produced these faux fake news vaccines that it is not a vaccine. It is what? Gene therapy. I'll say that again. It is gene therapy. Therapy, not a vaccination. So since it is inherently genetic alteration, then it is then intruded upon by a mosquito that is genetically altered. We have the makings of one hell of a bomb. I'll be a damn cabbage patch kid. According, what is it? Dr. Murphy said that his team's approach uses a whole weakened parasite rather than one of the proteins the parasite produces, as with, according to NPR News, the University of Washington partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates funded Canaria uh, Laboratory, which is a small company that produces the modified parasite. According to its website, Canaria is a biotechnology company developing vaccines protective against malaria. And its vaccines have proven highly protective against the Plasmodium falsicarum infections in humans. It developed an innovative approach to malaria.
exegesis will have modium off the pound, sporocytes as a platform technology for immunizing people against malaria infection. Two of Fenaria's listed donors, TAS MVI, an institute for one world health, are beneficiaries of funding from who? The Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. TAS, which founded the Malaria Vaccine Initiative, describes itself as an international nonprofit organization, a non-governmental organization, an NGO that drives transformative innovations to save lives and improve health. Working with partners in private industry, government, and academia to develop malaria vaccines. The TAS Malaria Vaccine Initiative said it advises and partners with public institutions. The National Institute of Health, run by Dr. Anthony Fauci. and grassroots groups and other investors to tackle the world's toughest global health problem, which includes malaria, a notoriously complex parasite. As far back as 2008, when it received $168 million, the past Malaria Vaccine Institute has received that funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. $168 million from Bill and Melinda Gates. Other past malaria vaccine donors include Chevron Oil and the Exxon Mobil Foundation. And the United States AID. Malaria Vaccine Development Program, one of whose main funders is Dustin Moskovich. That's a name you should know, brothers and sisters who are regular listeners to Not So Mad Science. You should know who Dustin Moskovich is. Dustin Moskovich is the co-founder of Facebook, along with the name that you hear most often, Mark Zuckerberg. They funded a monkeypox tabletop simulation that predicted a global monkeypox pandemic in May of 2022, the same month that monkeypox, the outbreak occurred. Open Philanthropy has, over the past decade, provided hundreds of millions of dollars in donations and grants for global health, biosecurity, and pandemic preparedness and global catastrophic risk. In turn, the Institute for One World Health, which claims its partners 
communities in developing countries. Now, why is it all the same attention toward developing countries when you don't develop any industry or help these countries take full advantage of the natural resources that they have? You take them out, but you don't help these countries develop these resources. These developing countries are a way of making money for you. But the population is in the way. So, for global health, biosecurity, and pandemic preparedness, and global pandemic catastrophic risk, communities in these so-called developing countries that you take advantage of, you want to bring permanent, sustainable health care to the chronically underserved, has received multiple grants from who? Bill and Melinda Gates once again, including a 2004 grant for the development of a malaria vaccine. To my listeners that are on the line that I see via the internet who are in Africa, dear brothers and sisters, at some point, you must make the decision to reach your hands across the big pond, across the water, and take a firm grasp on your brothers and sisters here so that we can fight back against the intrusion of the ready people, the greedy people, the self-serving people, so that we can survive. Other scenario donors include the National Institute of Health and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the U.S. AID, Allergy and Infectious Diseases, also headed by who? Dr. Anthony Fauci and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the Center for Infectious Diseases Research, and the National Institute of Standards the Military Infectious Disease Research Program, UFAMILY, and the European Vaccine Initiative. So here you see the dirty hands with dirty money looking for ways to depopulate where you live. Not where they live, where you live. Developing countries. That's a cold word for black Africa. Cold word for black South America. One of the novel aspects of the University of Washington's trial was that the parasites used were disarmed using CRISPR or clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats. The CRISPR program, as we learned here, or not so mad science, is used to develop to make genetically modified organisms to alter the natural state of organic life and turn it into something else. CRISPR is a gene editing tool. CRISPR is described as a component of bacterial immune systems that can cut DNA that has been repurposed as a gene editing tool 
looking at a precise pair of molecular scissors that can cut a target DNA sequence directed by a customizable guide, a piece of RNA with a guide sequence that attaches to the target DNA sequence. Hence, you end up with synthetic life. According to geekwire.com, and I quote, when it comes to fighting malaria and other mosquito-borne diseases, the CRISPR-Cas9 and other gene-editing tools are being used to change the insect's genome to ensure that they can't pass along the parasites that cause those diseases. <coughs> Excuse me. Mr. Gates, who is an enthusiastic proponent of CRISPR, could be used to eliminate mosquitoes that transmit malaria. Mosquitoes serve a functional purpose. They exist for a reason. They exist for a reason. When you begin to alter the sequence of God's plan, you create problems elsewhere that you cannot and do not care to anticipate. According to a 2018 Business Insider report, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates has long been supportive of using genetic editing tools. He was one of the early investors in the Editas Medicine, Tos meaning edited medicine, one of the first companies to start trying to use CRISPR to eliminate human diseases. The Gates Foundation's researchers, the Gates Foundation researchers, Researchers who work for Bill Gates have worked for nearly a decade on ways to use genetic editing to improve crops and to wipe out malaria-carrying mosquitoes. Yeah, he improved crops. It's damn near impossible to extremely difficult to find naturally grown foods that are not GMOs. I don't want to eat a genetically modified tomato. I want to eat a tomato. I don't want to eat a genetically altered grape that has no seed. I want to eat a natural grape. Why? Because anything that can produce life gives life. If it gives life, it enhances my health by giving me life. True order and components. It's something to chew on, and it tastes real good, but it gives me nothing. A banana today is not the equal of a banana 20 years ago. It has not the same equal or comparable uh, giving potential of vitamins. It does not have the same resource of giving life to anything. 
because it feeds our inertia. It does not have the same quality and content of calories and anything else that would then give the body something to feed upon and get benefits from. 2018 Foreign Affairs article written by Bill Gates. He expressly addressed CRISPR's potential malaria-related applications. But to those who really listen clearly, he doesn't give a damn about malaria. He's looking to reduce the population. The nutritional value of things that are not the equal of yesterday. Scientists are also exploring ways to use CRISPR to inhibit mosquitoes' ability, malaria, he said. For example, by introducing genes that could eliminate the parasites as they pass through a mosquito's gut on their way to its salivary glands, the main pathway through which infections are transmitted to humans. In a 2021 blog post addressing recent CRISPR-related development, Bill Gates said his excitement about CRISPR has grown from super high to off the charts, end quote. A July tweet commemorating the 10th anniversary of the invention of the CRISPR science, Mr. Gates described it as one of the most important inventions in medicine, biology, and agriculture. Well, we know the results of its agricultural usage. The nutrition of food today, Mr. Gates, on your company and factory farm is crap. I'll say it again. It's crap. It's not even equal of bovine statological debris. I wouldn't waste the time of saying bullshit. It's crap. There is no nutritional content to the crap your farms produces. But this is what CRISPR has done for you with GMO foods. I can only imagine the hellish danger it has caused with medicine and biology. And now you want to alter a mosquito to deliver me a vaccine that I do not want. Mr. Gates also funded the currently approved RTSS malaria vaccine, as did Gabby the Vaccine Alliance, with which the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a partner. Some scientists, however, are less enthusiastic about CRISPR's gene editing applications, and I agree. Warning, they may result in unintended, unintended, unattempted, I meant to say attempted, and unintended consequences to the British Parliament in 2020, scientist Claire Robinson of GM Watch and Michael Antony of King's College of London warned genetically modifying, including gene editing of crops, animals, and food leads to several different types of unintended genetic mutations, which unpredictably alter the function of multiple gene systems of the organism. Altered pattern of gene function will 
unpredictably change the biochemistry of the organism. Mosquitoes, Mr. Davis, have a function and a purpose of which you are not the creator of. And even Bill Gates, in his 2018 Foreign Affairs article, could not ignore the myriad of ethical controversial controversy, nevertheless. Mr. Gates and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have been proponents of genetically modified mosquitoes even beyond CRISPR. For instance, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded two Oxitec, a firm that has conducted pilot projects in Florida and Brazil using genetically modified mosquitoes, purportedly with the aim of reducing the spread of mosquito-borne viruses. In Brazil, the genetically modified mosquitoes that were released were said to lack the ability to produce offspring. That's what they said. Let me say that again. The mosquitoes they released, the genetically altered, they released, they told them that they could not produce offspring. They lied. I'm going to say it again. They lied. The purpose of them not being able to produce offspring was to reduce the spread of mosquito-borne viruses. But nevertheless, as in the movie Jurassic Park, one of the scientists says, we say these animals can't produce because we removed the lysine protein from their system. Nature always finds a way. Well, found a way to reproduce. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation also was heavily involved in the trials using genetically modified mosquitoes in India. And it even went as far to propose in 2017, alongside the Johns Hopkins program, the development of a mosquito emoji to be used for public health campaigns. This is not so mad science, with your hope, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black. Radio Network. Reason is appropriate. Just for a night. 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. On September 4th, Code Magazine published a special report based on four dozen interviews. That's 48 different people within the U.S. and European officials and global health specialists who all admitted Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates is running the global COVID-19 response. Four health organizations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Gavi, which is the Global Vaccine Alliance, EEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation, and the Welcome Trust rapidly took a lead on global pandemic response, while all four claim to be independent organizations. They're all actually founded by or funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. During the earliest days of the outbreak, the Gates Foundation, Gavi, EEPI, and the Welcome Trust began a coordinated effort to identify vaccine makers, fund testing, drug treatments, and the mRNA shot which are developed through the CRISPR process and develop a global distribution plan in collaboration with the World Health Organization. In the end, own goal on all fronts. Bill Gates is unqualified. I'll say this again. Bill Gates is unqualified to make health recommendations and he's never been elected to represent the public. Bill Gates has used his wealth to influence with sheer shrewdness and deceit to get him into a position where he as an individual can dictate global health policies for his own financial benefit and global ideas of world depopulation. The idea that Bill Gates exerts undue influence over global health has consistently been denied and dismissed as a lunacy conspiracy theory. But as with so many other things, this conspiracy theory is now turning into conspiracy facts. On September 14th, Political published special report based on four dozen interviews with U.S. and European officials and global health specialists headlined how Bill Gates 
and his partners took over the global COVID response. As noted by Igor Chudov on Substack, within hours the headline was edited to read, use their clout to control the global COVID response with little oversight. As illustrated in Chudov's screen caption, there are times when I wish this was a visual as well as audio program. I'd love to show you this headline. Curiously, five hours after that edit, Political changed the headline back. So at the time of the writing of this article, it read, how Bill Gates and partners use their clout to control the global COVID response with little oversight. The only word now missing from the original headline is his clout. You can see how the headline shifted back and forth over the course of 15 hours on archive.today. It is a uh, online service that tracks these things where you can see how headlines change back and forth. And it is archived. So you can go to archive.today and find it. Four Bill Gates organizations monopolized the global COVID response. According to Political Magazine, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, GAVI, or GAVI, CE Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation, and Welcome Trust, rapidly took a lead in the global pandemic response. And while all four said that they were independent organizations, all four are funded by or were at least started by Bill Gates but they're all funded by him. When COVID-19 struck, and I'm quoting here, the governments of the world were not prepared. While most, while the most powerful nations looked inward, four non-governmental global health organizations began making plans for a life or death struggle against a virus that would know no boundaries. What followed was a steady, almost inexorable shift in power from the overwhelmed government to a group of non-governmental organizations, according to a seven-month investigation by political journalists based in the U.S. and Europe, German newspaper Welt, W-E-L-T, armed with expertise boasted by contracts at the highest level of Western nations and empowered by well-groomed relationships with drug manufacturers, the four organizations took on roles often played by government, but without the accountability of government. Days of the outbreak, while governments were still debating the seriousness of it, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, 
G-A-V-I, E-E-P-I, and the Welcome Trust began a coordinated effort to identify vaccine manufacturers, fund the testing, drug treatment, and mRNA shots, and develop a global distribution plan in collaboration between one and useless World Health Organization. And a sidebar, political highlight, six key takeaways from their investigation. Number one, the four organizations have spent almost $10 billion on COVID since 2020, the same amount as the leading U.S. agencies tasked with fighting COVID abroad. One B4 organization spent what the entire U.S. government spent. Number two, the organization collectively gave $1.4 billion to the World Health Organization, where they helped create an, a critical initiative to distribute the COVID-19 tools. That program failed to achieve its original benchmark. So the World Health Organization, to buy out their effectiveness, or the critical word they want to use now is, it's a... Uh, oh, not effective, but uh, oh, what the hell is just ineffective. Bought their integrity and pushed their program because of the money they received from these. I should say, just received from Bill Gates because Bill Gates funds all of it. The organization's leaders had unprecedented access. To the highest levels of government, spending at least 8.3 million to lobby lawmakers and officials in Europe and mostly in the U.S. Number four, officials from the United States and the European Union and representatives from the World Health Organization rotated through these four organizations as employees helping them to solidify their political and financial connections in Washington and in Brussels. The leaders of the four organizations pledged to bridge the equity gap. However, during the worst waves of the pandemic, low-income countries were left without life-saving vaccines, whose efficacy was questionable on the least on the high end, their efficacy negligible at best. And lastly, six leaders of three of the four organizations maintain that lifting intellectual property protection was not needed to increase vaccine supplies which activists believe would have helped save lives held by Politico through Gates' lobbying ability and financial might. The international response to COVID-19 rapidly shifted from individual government to a privately overseen global constituency 
of non-governmental experts in the U.S. Formally, President Biden earmarked $500 million to CETI alone in his $5 billion COVID-19 budget, which has yet to be approved by Congress. But as noted by Kate Elder, a senior vaccine policy advisor for the Doctors Without Borders Access campaign, quote, what makes Bill Gates qualified to be giving advice in advertising the U.S. government on where they should be putting tremendous resources? What makes him qualified? Who said he was qualified? What makes Bill Gates qualified? Give such advice. Lawrence Gostin, a Georgetown University professor who, speci- who specializes in public health law, told Politico, quote, I think we should be deeply concerned, putting it in a very crass way, money, 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 buys influence. And this is the worst kind of influence. Not just because it's money, although that's important, because money shouldn't dictate policy, but also because it's preferential access behind closed doors. It's anti-democratic, extraordinarily non-transparent and opaque and leave behind ordinary people, communities, and the civil society. Many have pointed out that Bill Gates, through his billions in donations to the World Health Organization, has significant leverage over World Health Organization's decisions to the degree that it is said that Bill Gates owns the World Health Organization. 2021, Astrid Stuckelberger, PhD, a World Health Organization insider, blew the whistle on Bill Gates, explaining how the World Health Organization is, in fact, controlled by Bill Gates, who in turn dictates policy for his own personal financial benefit. Of the four organizations political focuses on, Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, may be the most important. Gavi was founded by Bill Gates and is headquartered in Switzerland. In 2009, Gavi was recognized as an international institution and granted total blanket immunity including qualified diplomatic immunity, which is extremely odd considering the organization has no political power whatsoever. And that that would warrant them having diplomatic immunity. Order yet is still that Gabby's immunity clauses go beyond even that of diplomats. Gavi's immunity covers all aspects of engagement 
including criminal business deals. I'm going to say this again. Arder yet, O-D-D-E-R, Gabby's immunity clauses go beyond even that of diplomats. Gabby's immunity covers all aspects of engagement, including criminal business dealings. Equally strange is the fact that they're completely tax-exempt. Gabby can basically do whatever it wants, any repercussions. Police can't even investigate or collect evidence against Gabby. Where they are, or where they may, or what they might to be implicated in in a criminal investigation. They can't even look at it. Can't even investigate. Any evidence collected is to be destroyed. That's how well protected Bill Gates' money bought them to be. And according to Stuckelberger, Gabby is the entity that is really directing the World Health Organization. According to Stuckelberger, on the World Health Organization's executive board, like a member state, ostensibly because we give them so much money. There's no evidence that Gates was ever officially granted the status of a member state, but it appears he figured out an alternative power play. International Criminal Immunity. Stuckelberger pointed out that Bill Gates and the World Health Organization entered into a three-way contract agreement with Swiss Medic, the Food and Drug Administration of Switzerland, which is highly unusual. So essentially, when Gates did not get voted in as one as one man nation state. He created three party contracts with member states and the World World Health Organization, the World Health Organization. One curiosity that supports the idea that Gates is either the real power behind the WHO or has the same amount of power as the WHO is the fact that Gates has repeatedly been seen or being the first to announce what the world needs to do to address the pandemic. And then the World Health Organization will come out with an identical message that member states then had to follow. For who the heck is Gates to direct global health and pandemic responses? He's nobody. He has no medical training. He's completely unqualified to speak to any health issue whatsoever. He didn't even graduate college. And he's never been elected to represent the people in any capacity anywhere. Basically, what we have here is one wealthy individual who figured out a way to unofficially monopolize the decision-making ability of a global health authority 
in order to enrich himself, which is beyond praise. Bill Gates, his influence over the World Health Organization is undoubtedly why the WHO allowed these four Gates-funded groups to direct the global response to COVID-19 in the first place. As reported by Politico, the WHO has was crucial to the group's rise to power. All had long-standing ties to the global health body. Boards of both CEPI and GAVI has a specially designated World Health Organization representative. There is also a revolving door between the employment in the group and work for the WHO. Former WHO employees now work at the Gates Foundation and CEPI. Some, such as Chris Wolf, the Deputy Director of Country Partnerships at the Gates Foundation, as much of the group's clout with the WHO stems simply from money. Since the start of the pandemic in 2020, the Gates Foundation, Gavi, and Welcome Trust have donated collectively more than $1.4 billion to the WHO a significantly greater amount than most other official member states, including the United States and the European Commission, according to data provided by the WHO. It would be one thing if these organizations actually did an excellent job. But they didn't, and they don't, nor will they. An independent rule, or rather I should say an independent review by Dahlberg Global Development Advisors, a New York City policy advisory firm, found the initiatives created by Gates' group, COVID-19 Tools Accelerator, or ACT-A, failed on all fronts. Despite a $23 billion budget, Act A procured only 16% of its target number of tests for low- and middle-income countries. And of the 245 million treatments it was supposed to deliver to low- and middle-income countries, similarly, of the 2 billion COVID-19 shots that were supposed to be delivered by the end of 2020-2021, only 319 million doses were delivered. Of course, one could argue that the failure to deliver fraudulent CPR tests and dangerous treatments and mRNA shots were a blessing in disguise. Remains that these organizations are far from excellent and fail miserably in reaching many of their stated goals. They overpromise and underdeliver. They're willing to sacrifice lives to maintain control over money-making patents and partners. 
And while they're more or less single-handedly shaping the global response to pandemics, there's no one to hold them to account. Political magazine left out of this. While Politico's report is sweeping in its breath, it still failed to include a number of important puzzle pieces listed in the Chudov Substack article. For example, SARS-CoV-2 appears to be an, in- an intentionally engineered bioweapon. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation helped organize Event 201, a tabletop pandemic preparedness exercise in October of 2019 that prophetically predicted the COVID-19 and the need for a massive propaganda and censorship campaign to quash conspiracies about the virus. What did they know? Bill Gates purchased 3.1 million shares of BioNTech in September of 2019 for 55 million. At the time, BioNTech was working on patient-specific immunotherapies for cancer and other chronic diseases. In mid-March of 2020, BioNTech partnered with Pfizer to develop a COVID-19 mRNA jab, which we later on learned is gene therapy. By August 2021, Gates' prescient investment was worth $1.7 billion, from $55 million to $1.7 billion. Are you following the pattern here? Four, the Gates Foundation financed EcoHealth Alliance, the organization suspected of having a hand in the development of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Five, the Gates Foundation also financed the University of North Carolina with at least 50 where Ralph Barrett, Ph.D., conducted the gain-of-function research linked to the SARS-CoV-2. Barrett also worked with EcoHealth Alliance and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. As noted by the Chudov article in his closing remarks, quote, Nevertheless, the mere publication of this article has huge importance. The things that most of us know and talk about are appearing in the so-called mainstream press after the damage was all done, of course. The virus was released. Millions died. Over a billion young people were forced vaccinated under forced pretenses when it's too late to change anything. Politico is finally stating the obvious, better than nothing. 
almost everything in the political article was known over a year ago. Where was Politico then? Busy taking government COVID vaccine advertising money. The pandemic was a crime, not an accident. Gates is far from the only nemesis in this orchestrated drama. Ironically, Gates claims he's taken the brunt of the COVID conspiracy abuse because Europeans are not familiar with Fauci. He recently told Fortune magazine, it was quite a phenomenon. Here in the U.S., it focused on myself and Tony Fauci. And internationally, it was more just me because they just didn't know who Tony was. He really missed out on that. But while Gates tries to undo influence over their health as a joke, there's no shortage of evidence that he is really pulling strings he's far from qualified to pull. In Bill Gates' laid-out plan for global takeover, I reviewed Gates' role in the WHO and the WHO's plan to ultimately seize control over healthcare decisions worldwide. I've also reviewed how Gates and Fauci have collaborated forming a formidable public-private partnership that wailed incredible power over the American public. Early as 2000, Fauci and Gates formed an agreement to control and expand the global vaccine enterprise, which in 2021 culminated in a plan to inject every man, woman, and child on the planet with an experimental COVID-19 shot. Gates and Fauci's collaborations are detailed, ironically, in Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s best-selling book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to learn to know and to understand that this is not so mad science. It's your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here, on the Black Hole Radio Network. I want to remind you of how we opened since 1914. Science has been making leaps and bounds. Social scientists, religious world, as we once knew, ended in 1914. mentioned in the book, The Celestine Prophecy, man, and I'm going to say the original man, has begun the most significant spiritual awakening in recorded history. The wisest say God is present in the world in ways that are beyond belief. Science that is used to move man forward is a great and wonderful achievement. As, however, science has been flipped upside down by the wickedly wise. Money. More money. And more, more money. Invest in your own well-being. Don't accept the status 
quote for what it is because they have proven too many times to have lied to you, to me, to us, and the world. As I close with those immortal words, keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. Allah willing, I will back again next week as we continue to advance through the world of science as it should. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.